So I'm back. He's back, everybody. Wait. From your vacation. <laughs> you said that on purpose. Okay. You know, here's here's a phenomena that I didn't realize was going to happen when I joined the reserve component of the armed forces. Right? One week in a month, two weeks a year. Two weeks a year. Knew that was going to happen, okay. right? Because that's what they always say. Knew you'd get deployed the whole nine yards. I, I, I was very – what I didn't realize that – after you come back from your two-week uh, AT or FTX or what have you, or after vacation. you come back to your real job, someone says, oh, hey, you just got back from vacation. Why don't you do this? Or, hey, how was your vacation? And you're like, no, no, I worked. I slept in a cot. Did you No, I didn't really work? I, I, w- half the time? Okay. <laughs> Well, the other half you were sleeping because it was like twelve hours, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, we we did a lot of we had a lot of good training the first week, and the second week was kind of a uh, waste of the taxpayers' money. But uh, I won't get into that. Well, what did you? Uh, what kind of training training did you have? Uh, well, it was it was job specific training uh, the first week, which was real good. It was contingency based. And um, what's your MOS? Three E six, which would be operations management. Kind of what you do in your normal day to day life. I answer the phones life. and I talk on the radio. Yeah, what you do in your normal day to day life, right? With a lot less sleeping. Yeah. Do you no, have, wait more. Do you do you command more people in the military, or do you? Oh no, they don't let me supervise anybody. No one. <laughs> and what what rank are you? E six. E six. And there's no one under you. Well, I think technically there is, but I don't. I don't ever tell them anything, and they don't ever ask me, so it's no big deal. And nobody makes me, so... Do you ever get the scared moments? You can see it in their face when you're walking by, and they're like, oh, no, we shouldn't have done something. For me? No. Yeah. I'm no. not that guy. No. Yeah. I'm not the disciplinarian. You laugh and walk off. I am the, I am the example of what not to do. Ha. Huh. Someone yeah. has to be that guy. <laughs> yes. Might as well be you. All right, so you had some contingency training, and... Yep. And that consists of me answering the phones and talking on the radios. So if I go to war... So what was your training? Did they teach you how the layout of a phone dial is? No, no. What was really good about this training, I did learn some things about some new equipment, um, some new radios. And I learned some things, you know, just some... It was just good training. It was good, um, you know, lessons learned back from various wars and deployments and things, worked back into curriculums. Um and it was uh it was good practice because uh, we had different units meet up and do this together so it was good practice working with people from other units uh, specifically active duty who have a different you know view on on life and the military in general and um this because training it's their life well cuz yeah it's what they do 24/7 so yeah but this training was uh, um, really good because they kind of let us do our jobs kind of sort of. They gave us, you know, the new lessons learned and the new uh, – that's so distracting. <laughs> you really did. It worked. I don't know if that was your plan. But lessons worked. learned. So <laughs> they kind of give you the lessons learned and a brief overview and what they're looking for kind of for you to do. And then they kind of leave you to your own devices. So you have to do your own planning and your own um, your own pre-game, you know, exercises and logistics and that sort of thing. And then when you go, then you go actually do the exercise on the last day. They grade you on that kind of sort of. And uh, did we you did, shoot we anyone did well. this time? You no. shot someone last year, right? Yeah, I I got an award for that. We have joke awards on you know what not to do, and I got an award for that uh, this last drill. Now tell me again, you you're. Rules of en- well, you weren't just 
the general generality is you're not supposed to fire your gun inside the building. Inside the building. Yeah, you weren't supposed to shoot the, the M4 with blanks inside the building. But you could with live ammo. <laughs> no, there was no live ammo. Oh, okay. No, you were supposed to shout safety kill if they were within X amount of feet or if you were inside a structure. Because that works. Well, it did for this game. It sounds like the Obama administration telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Well, it's just like any bureaucracy. Yeah. Did you have a double barrel shotgun at the time when the guy nope. when the guy kicked the door? I in? had two t- shells of twelve gauge. <laughs> one was bird shot, and the other was a uh, bird bomb. Bird bomb, and I wasn't sure which one to use. The no. dragon's breath. The dragon's breath. So you, yeah, so he came in and you you popped the round off, and he basically looked at you like, "What the heck, man?" He was not happy. He knew the rules of engagement and knew I'd broken them, and so yeah, it was. He had a look on his face like, "I can't believe you actually did that," and I probably. Probably had the same look. <laughs> like, uh, my training kicked in, sir, and I Pure had no idea what to do. instinct. Put around in the guy. Which you attempted to do. Yeah, I would have. He would have, he would have had an extra hole or two in Would him. he have had a chance to have shot you? Um... Or were you guys kind of like like he was coming towards he you? He was and, coming in, but he didn't know exactly where we were, so I probably would have won that firefight if it had been a real one. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? I might have, you know, not hit him in a vital place, and he could have shot back at me and killed me. We were very close distance, so. Yeah. We do know that your follow-up with the the 5.56 five, is, is terrible. You know, if you had had a shotgun, the, you know, it's much easier to shoot a shotgun than it is a 5.56. Five, yeah, it was very difficult to control it, you know, especially because it's an AR, and, and I'm, a big, I'm a big guy. Kick. They inherently yeah. kick you a Yeah, ton. so after I fired that first round, this any follow-up would have been very, very difficult. Yes. If I had a 12-gauge, uh, specifically a side-by-side or single shot, I think it would have been better off. And I could have shot through the door before he came in. Did they give you a sidearm for the exercises? No, no. They don't have blanks for the M9, so anytime you have an M9, it's usually really loaded for really reals. Ah, so what else? Something else gun-related I did was I, they, they let us go out to the target range for the fighter aircraft. And where we were at, at Fort Smith, Arkansas, they have A-10s. Uh, is there aircraft there? And we got to see the A-10 shoot stuff. Real, like live fire. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, they, they had um, they had inert bombs that they dropped, which okay. wasn't as cool as you think it would be because it was just a big dirt splash. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then they had training rockets, which were kind of cool because they made a loud popping sound and you saw a little bit of trail. And then when they hit, they made a loud, a big smoky mess. Mm-hmm. But then they shot that uh, that 30 millimeter gun they have, the Gao Eight or whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah, that was cool. <laughs> That was that was about as cool as it gets. And that actually. was live fire, though. That was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, that was really cool. And we're gonna get some video from you. And we're gonna post that. I'll try to. I have some really awful video of it. I'm not That's a good okay. videographer. I wasn't there. No, <laughs> no one can fault you for that. Well, I told you, just let me borrow your camera. <laughs> yeah, but it was all the stuff that I knew would happen while you were there that yeah, I was not gonna let you borrow the probably. camera for. Well, you'd have pictures of it now. Yeah. Instead of just me telling you. That's about okay. It. Okay. No more right. stories about that. Okay. Uh, but in other firearm news, I got to go out and test the Rock Island 10 millimeter. Oh, you shot that one. Yes, I loved it. Was it a giant flame throwing fury cannon, hand cannon thing? You know the 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 rounds when I when I got them, I knew that they were kind of they weren't super hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you didn't they, have any buffalo bore 10 millimeter. Right. They still woke you up. And every once in a while, you would get a, a nice, you know, fireball out the end of that. Yeah, I shot a Glock in ten millimeter, 
with the, you know, I didn't know what ammo was with it. It wasn't my gun. So I shot it and I was like, wow, that thing does kick. It's like a little hand cannon. Yeah. And the guy was like, no, no, that's the, that's the BVAC load. That's the, that's the low powered stuff. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had. I had the lower power stuff. But um, it, it's a really nice pistol. Uh, it, it comes as a basically a fully loaded 1911 ambi safeties, uh, G10, uh, ap- like aftermarket grips. Yeah, it looks really nice for the price point. I don't know. I haven't seen one for sale in a while. I know the first batch like sold pretty quickly. 400 and some change, I think. Yeah, the, I think they the were definitely under six. And uh, I think they were closer to five, yeah, or just below five. And um, the the interesting thing about it is it doesn't break down like a normal 1911 does. Why not? What's the difference? It, it ha- You, you kind of have to, you have to capture the spring like you do on the Kimber's. Oh, like an officer's. Yeah. With the, you got to put the thing in the Yeah, in the, the really the short hold. 1911s. Yeah. yeah. And so um it, it was interesting, but it was it the, that didn't that would not stop me from actually owning this gun. Yeah. Now does the Rock Island have the bull barrel with the big bushing or did it have the standard end bushing thing going on? on the no, the the barrel was actually its own bushing. Was, oh, there was bushing no bushing. Yeah, it was bushing bull barrel. So it was flared out. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, that, that explains why you had to use the captured pen thing. All right. Well, yeah. No, I didn't know that. And, uh, uh, yeah. Cool. And it was a lot of fun to shoot. Sure. Yeah. 10 millimeter is fun. And no problems with it. Not a single issue. Ran like a it. top? Yeah. Oh. And it was just, I, I mean, I'm sure they make some kind of self-defense round in, in the 10 millimeter, but I just well, fired yeah. full metal jackets, you know, BVAC loads. So they're a bit lighter, but. Buffalo it, Boar has some ridiculous, you know, hard cast ammo or the DPX because it's a 40 millimeter. So you can push any 40 cal bullet through it. Yeah. That you want. So 40 millimeters, 10 millimeter, 40. Yeah. Kilometer. You 40 know what I mean? Mike, Mike. You, you know what I meant? No. Yeah. No. No. That. No. You know what I meant? Anywho, it's the same I caliber know. as 40 Smith and Wesson. So there's lots of uh, different bullets available for it if you do want to hand load it or, you know, even defensive loads. There are some decent ones out there for sure. Uh, on the, the note of reliability, it was really accurate. Um, oh, yeah. No issues along yeah. those lines. Yeah. So, and you're left-handed, so no issues for a lefty? No issues for a lefty. It was Good. ambient. And I'm so used to actuating magazine releases yeah, the way that I do it. That. You know, I, I don't swap mine around, so right. I don't have any issues with that. Yeah, I actually carried it for a while, and it was, I mean, it's just as heavy as any 1911. Well, 1911, full-size 1911 is not a good concealed carry gun. No. I learned very young when I had, you know, my old 45, you know, Concealed carry wants. or not. Well, that's true. Open carry might not be too bad. Yeah. You can get a heftier holster that's a little more comfortable. But I definitely don't recommend concealed carrying a 1911 uh, unless that's just your thing. I don't know. Yeah, and on this one had the, uh, the a nice long beaver tail on the, yeah, the grip safety. Yeah, it a little more difficult so, to conceal. It, well, and on top of making it difficult to conceal, it was nice to have that for the webbing. So oh sure, I shooting didn't, you it. Know, I didn't get yeah. bit or anything like that. It's pretty that, much so. mandatory on a forty-five. I imagine on a ten millimeter, I'd, I'd have to want the beaver tail, and it does come with all the good stuff uh, installed. And you said ambi safety and and all that stuff. Yeah, decent finish. Um, noticed that it, it did kind of scratch a little. It, it it didn't really seem like it was a super nice park job on it. But yeah, for but the price that you pay, yeah. you could honestly just go get it Cerakoted. That's true. Yeah, you'd go get it painted, Cerakoted, Duracoated, whatever your your, your finish yeah. of choice is. Whatever your fancy is. Birdsong black tea, I don't know, whatever the finish du jour is. Melaniting, that was hot a minute ago. Was it still hot? It's I don't still, know. It still is, but I think it's only hot with uh, DSA. <laughs> 
Uh, do they still make stuff? Yeah. I sold mine. Do you still got yours? I still have mine. Oh, okay. So it's a great gun then. Yeah. <laughs> I still have my my Melanite upper. Uh, no issues, actually. Well, melaniting is supposed to be superior to in just about every way to park rising. So. And it's superior to chrome, chrome lining. lining. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what so, they're saying. Uh, but I kind of want to jump headfirst into this and uh, announce the winner of the shotgun competition for a free t-shirt that we've been doing for some time now. Oh, did I win? No. Did I send a video? No. Technically, you, technically you won because you were given a shirt because it's mandatory. Cause I have you're, two shirts. You're, uh, <laughs> you're on the show. I have shirt shirt. Yeah. But, what, I don't see why I have to wear it on the show because no one can see it. Well, <laughs> I'm a little confused by this. It's about showing your support for the show. Well, yeah, but nobody – you can just tell them I'm wearing it. Okay. It's, it's everyone, radio. Scott Fuller is wearing his shirt. Doesn't it look nice? <laughs> so, And also who's going to be wearing their shirt is going to be Jeremy Jordan. He posted the video of his wife shooting the shotgun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Jeremy. Uh, we're going to get that out in the mail to you. You're no creeper, but we like you. Yeah, now we got to come up with something for him. Shotgun? Oh, no, no, we're going to do it off no? the air. Oh. That way they don't hear how oh. terrible your ideas are. <laughs> Uh, no honestly. brainstorming while we're rolling. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. They don't have time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody, Ain't nobody got, got time, time for, that. for that. We need that as a drop. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're going to be sending that out to him with a few stickers and a few little cards that uh, we're going to ask that he hands out and gives out to some of his friends. Violently hand them out, like insistently. Yeah, like shove them in your face. Yeah. And Check this card. I want if That's somebody walks doing. away from you, oh. I, I want you to kick them in the back of the leg. Yes. And take them down to their knees. Yep. And when they're on their knees begging for their life. Stick a card in their mouth. Wait, never mind. Forget it. Don't do anything oh, I just said. Yeah. Just give them a card. <laughs> Our lawyers say don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Bad <laughs> advice. And we are not responsible for anything that you heard at any point in case your streaming signal cut out. Oh. But, Scott, you had a few what? things you wanted to talk about. I did. Were they good? I don't remember. I didn't pay attention to them. <laughs> that my email doesn't work, evidently. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about um, this. <laughs> I want to talk about. I want to talk about something. <laughs> I want to talk about the price of dirt. Is No. Wait, no. what? Mm -mm. The I want to talk about moral outrage. One thing I noticed on my two-week uh, vacation that uh, that a lot of people. I thought you were working. So what? wait, were you on vacation or were you working? I was vague working. That doesn't work, mm, does it? Continue. Let's try something different. No, just continue. No, a lot of people uh, they talk about the compromise thing, and I know we've harped on that before. You know, gun grabber types don't want to compromise with gun owners. There's some moral outrage out there on the 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 left, for lack of a better term, that. Guns are inherently bad, and that's where they start out. And I think that's why we can't come to a compromise. When somebody says, oh, my God, they're teaching their kids about guns, you know, like the Eddie the Eagle program. Or, oh, my God, they're, they're you know, they, they want us to own guns, or they're going to point to gun ownership as, as reasonable. Or, oh, my God, these people, what are you going to do with this 30-round magazine? You know, it's, it's this moral outrage that these people seem to have. Uh, over us gun owners, and I just I 
personally, I experienced the exact opposite. I experienced moral outrage over what was the the thing in the news I just saw. Some nine one one operator told the lady to tell the rapist to go away. I'm Did not you see sure. that? No, I okay. didn't see that. It was a big. It was all over the the Facebook. But there, there was this, there's. A, I guess somebody released a nine one one call where this lady was about to be sexually assaulted, and they said, "Well, the cops can't show up anytime soon." And my moral outrage is, why didn't she have a gun? Why isn't the fact that if you carry a gun and practice your own self preservation skills, and you know, in, and are determined not to be sexually assaulted, you know, not to, determined not to be a victim, period, right? Why isn't that the basis of everything? Why isn't there a moral outrage against people who refuse to do that or who won't let you do that or think they know better than you? Does that make sense? Think they know better than you as to what to protect yourself or yeah. what do you mean exactly? Yeah, the people that tell us we shouldn't – we don't need to own fill-in-the-blank, right? We've talked about the need thing before. Right. These are people that know nothing about guns because they're afraid of them or they're, they, they have this moral outrage against them. But they want to dictate to us what we should or should know. And you know, my point of view has always been that's none of your business. The Constitution says I can have it. Go away. Um, but what about the moral outrage of – a woman should be able to choose to defend herself against a larger attacker, right? right. Who's to say that that well, woman who, yeah, who has you to defend to tell herself her? in a certain way that yeah, you allow exactly. her to? Who's to say that the woman should only be able to carry pepper spray or the woman should only be able to carry one of those striking tools or the woman should be only be able to carry a knife? What, who's, who's, whose moral side are you coming on? That you're going to dictate that to this woman that this woman shouldn't be allowed to carry a gun. Of course, the woman should be allowed to carry a gun. If she's if she has any you know potential to be smaller than her attacker, she needs an equalizer, and the greatest equalizer is a firearm. Now, whether she chooses to or not, that's her choice. It's not somebody else's moral choice to make for her. There was a there was just recently there was a woman that was twenty something years old and she was out in her barn. At her parents' house, and this guy came up, stabbed her in the stomach and in the leg, and then stuck the knife to her throat and told her not to do anything stupid. She pulled a gun out and shot him. See, she didn't do anything stupid. Right. (laughs) Stupid wouldn't have been not shooting him. Right. He obviously needed to be shot. So, I mean, you know, she was able to defend herself with, with two stab wounds and... You know, yeah. who, who knows what would have happened? Yeah, and like I said, it's it's just the moral outrage that I have when I hear that story is, of course, she should have shot him, right? And for some reason, that's deemed wrong. I don't, I don't know. We're vilified by the media, I guess, is a better way to put it. You know, people who who they only learn about guns through TV and movies, and they don't know anything else about them if they don't see it on the Terminator. You know, dictate to us. That we shouldn't be able to defend ourselves. Everyone that I've ever taken shooting has absolutely loved it, and that's another. And, and well, that's the why first we're time they've ever gone and shot, and that's why we're going to win ultimately. And that's but, why it's hard to get ammo. Well, <laughs> there's that too. That's why we're going to win ultimately, though. As much as I love having more people jo- join the sport, they get they, they stop get, buying ammo. Yeah, they get so excited they start buying ammo. Yeah, well, just for a little while, just let me buy some. Actually, I'm I'm good now. I think I'm good. I'm okay. I wouldn't say you're okay. You're no. Oh, on the ammo thing. Yes. No. Yeah, you're okay. Something. But anyways, uh, and that's why I think ultimately we're going to win is, like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head with you're going to take somebody to the range. They're going to enjoy it, period. And you can't take someone to the anti-gun range. 
and have them enjoy it. That's not possible. So the moral no, outrage. What if you gave them their favorite drink and dinner? They would enjoy it. Right, but then you wouldn't. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be anti-gun. But it could be. Could it be anti-gun speeches. There would be no guns oh, there. Oh, okay. And they enjoy the anti-gun celebration. Yeah. Well, really, they're just enjoying the drinks and the favorite dinner. They're enjoying the tea and crumpets. The, the what? That was horrible. Never do it, that again. It wasn't supposed to be a British <laughs> accent. Oh, good. <laughs> you would. You would you, know. You succeeded. You would know if I was trying to do a British accent. I'm so good at it, all my accents. <laughs> All your accents sound the same. To you. <laughs> I'll leave that up to the uh, our listeners to decide. So anyways, and, that uh, was my moral if, outrage about moral outrage. If you've heard my accents and you enjoy them, or if you have heard them and you have hated them, please go to facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast and like us and tell us about it. Yeah. Or just go and like us in general. Or go there and tell us about your moral outrage. I'd like to hear about other people's moral outrages. You know, the, the And then we'll talk about it on here. You'll give Scott fire and I, thunder. Yeah, give me something to yell about. Ah Well not like that. That was I, I I'll go in and add like echo to that. Oh yeah. yeah. Make it like sound like a Tyrannosaurus Rex or something. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> if I give it to you, give me give give that to me again. Ah. Was that good moral outrage? Uh, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't really feel uh, it. You went, well, I didn't want to actually yell into the thing, max it out, I break it. It's okay. And the moral outrage brings me to another topic I wanted to discuss. Um, you know, we hear about the culture war all the time, especially from uh, uh, like Glenn Beck and 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 brain fart uh who's the guy on fox news you got hannity uh yeah yeah he talks about culture war that's a good one um bill o'reilly that's the one bill o'reilly for so they talk about this culture war and uh one of the bloggers i like to read um had one that they called it a cold civil war and i thought that was uh very apropos the uh, a civil a cold war is when Without actually shooting at each other, both sides are doing their utmost to destroy one another, right? Be it arms races, be it in a, in a war somewhere else, you know, by proxy, be it by spying, be it by espionage, be it by, you know, um, you know, trying to ruin the other's economy with whatever, fill in the blanks. And it seems like what we're in right now. It seems like, you know, for lack of better terms, the left and the right are in the, engaged in this cold civil war. And that the left is, you know, trying to to attack this right culture. Uh, okay, and the right's doing just the same case, thing. To the left. Just in case, who's on the left? Just in case anyone doesn't know, the left. Uh, you know, your socialist types, your Democrat types, your uh, your your media. So then, empire. Then on the right would be your right. You know, your your right wing types will be your your you know pure capitalists. Your your uh, um, well, Republicans. Republicans. Did I not say that? No, I don't. I think meant to so. say that. Republicans. The so-called, you know, moral majority. The 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 right wing types. Okay. Well, I, I just, just defined I, it with the definition. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. You just defined it with <laughs> what it was. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. You just don't know. You said I just defined it with what the definition was. Right. Exactly. No, you you defined it with by what the its title was. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. The right wings are, you know, right wingists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, that's what I'm trying to that was say. That's a very good explanation. Everyone is 
everyone is now more smart for have coming in here and listening to the show. The shoe. The shoe. So, uh... Ah, good day, mate. So, the, the cold civil war. You got nothing? That's what you got. That was awful. What are you talking about? Your accent. That wasn't an accent. <laughs> well, well, I wouldn't have called it that either, but I thought that's what you were attempting. No, of course not. Okay. All right. Wasn't an accent. I got it. So, the moral outrage. Uh, no. Cold civil war. So, the cold civil war... <laughs> Are you even listening to what I'm saying? Yes. Turn your headphones up. Maybe you can't hear me. Oh, I can hear you. So anyways, um, I do think that the right and the left side of, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, are in this uh, cold civil war. And that the the media empire is doing their best with the left, uh, with the current administration. The attacks uh, of the IRS – and the the DOJ and the on these on these Tea Party groups on these right wing groups on these you know non left uh, programs you know the stuff you're seeing on the Drudge Report every day the 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 things that we're seeing I think are just symptoms are just battles in this cold civil war and uh, I don't know what do you think about that nothing no you're kind of on a roll I mean uh-huh. I, I I'm agreeing with you oh, okay. So it's not. I mean, everything you're saying mostly makes sense. It makes a little sense. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm a little off. Maybe I'm exaggerating here. But I think everyone has to come together and kind of understand, you know, where you're coming from right. and how you feel and your political stance to to truly understand that you're not you're not coming out here trying to attack anyone. You're just you're, you're, oh, you're not getting, me. You're getting just the points across, and you're you're stating sure. You're you're defining a war. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. definitely. I'm definitely. You know, there's 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 both sides that I. Vehemently, you disagree with. Wow, that word was hard. Right. <laughs> there's, there's both sides. I, I vehemently disagree with some of their tactics. Uh, the left seems to hate me more than the right. So what do I care? Uh, so they make me. You know, they make they they're a better target for my for my ranting. But um, the things the see you have the right, you have the center right, you have the center of the country who's more right wing. Um, doing certain things, especially, you know, you see it all the time. I just saw it on a pickup truck out here in the parking lot. It had a picture of Obama that was turned into a devil horn on the side of his pickup truck. You know, he had devil horns. He looked like a Satan goat thing. How do you know it was Obama? Because he had another picture of Obama on his passenger window, and it said something like moron underneath it. It was very interesting. But – you have this. You have things like that. You have the the people that hate Obama, the no Obama bumper sticker. Are you sure it wasn't the guy from the Bible series? I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. I, I get where you're going. Okay, uh, no, it wasn't him. Okay, it was. Okay, <laughs> I like that guy. No, the <laughs> you have the you. We've all seen, it, especially at the gun stores, in the parking lots of you know your standard, you know. Right wing fill in the blank. Your NASCAR races, whatever. You have the no Obama stickers and the and the. It doesn't mean anything negative to you, NASCAR. I mean, I I enjoy it. No, a, there's a nothing nice wrong with NASCAR. But the people that go, the people that attend NASCAR races, are going to be a lot more right wing than the people that go to a Greenpeace meeting. I will not disagree. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But so you have this. 
you have those those things, right? You got the the vilification of uh, Barack Obama. You have the vilification of the media. You you keep hearing it, especially from uh, conservative talk show types about how evil the media empire is, and how left wing it is, and how socialist it is, and how you know anti good it is. Basically, how bad bad it is because of those things. And you have the media doing the same thing by vilifying you know gun owners. By vilifying, uh, you know, uh, conservative Christian types, um, you have the, the Hollywood making fun of uh, men. You know, the 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 ubiquitous commercial you always see where the husband is an idiot, or no, he's now a bad it's the father. adults. Well, now the it's adults, adults are, the, are all stupid. Yeah, the adults are stupid, and the thing. kids are like, yeah. "Oh, you should you should refinance this house and get a new mortgage and and uh, change your life." Exactly. Plan. How many commercials like that are we bombarded with every day? Yeah. From from the Hollywood types, from the New York types, to the center of the country, where you know the man's probably the breadwinner of the household, probably makes the most money. You know, that should count for something. But instead, you know, we get bombarded by this media circus. Uh, pushed at these right wing, you know, quote unquote, you know, fundamentals, family values, I should say. Okay. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just very interesting to sit back and see this quote unquote cold civil war, as these two sides, you know, battle in this culture war. Colorado is a perfect example. You have, you know, the legislator vilifying gun owners and passing laws to restrict their gun rights, and then on top of that, you have the sheriffs' association of the whole state coming out. Against these things and coming out, uh, recall processes are going on. So these two sides are, are battling one another over, over these ideals instead of finding this compromise. And I don't know. Maybe we've just like, – like the moral outrage thing. Maybe we've pushed away to the edges. Maybe there's no center anymore. But it seems like everybody I know is kind of centered. You know, I don't know people who are you know socialists and I certainly don't know people who are – extreme right wing, you know, nuts. Okay. Uh, everybody I know is kind of centrist. Now they may they're going to lean right or right. left. Right. You know, or, you know, libertarian or, you know, whatever. They're going to lean that way, but nobody I know is pure fill in the blank. Right. So how come everybody it seems like in the in the news, in politics, in the media, uh right or left, you know, talk maybe radio they're, versus maybe they're right wing extremists. Yeah. But you are too, and so, <laughs> so they look centered to so me. You look, they're not right wing enough. Yeah, so they like, look oh, to the center. You know, I don't. Well, then the left uh, people I, wouldn't look to the center at all. They'd look way left. No, Wait. because you you're you're okay with that. Like you, I'm you, okay with left wing. Yeah, you like you're an extreme right. Oh, so I'm okay with extreme left. Well, well, right, because what you do is you start seeing people as being centered because you're so far away. Oh. You're like, well, they don't hate that as much as I would hate it. <laughs> so they they they're in the center. The problem with your theory is I'm more libertarian than anything else, right? The problem with my theory is that I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not a psychologist. That's a problem with a lot of your theories, though. Not all of them. <laughs> Just all of them I've ever heard. No? Nothing? I still have a theory that Waterworld the movie cannot happen. <laughs> Which part? The water covering the earth or the dude growing gills? Uh, the spam part. 
Oh, I forgot about the spam part. It would not have enough spam to last that long. <laughs> or cigarettes. I would eat it all. I would smoke all the cigarettes because if the world's covered by water, I figure it's all over anyways, right? Pretty much. How did we get to this conversation? One of my theories. <laughs> One of my theories is your theories all stink. As you were. <laughs> so, uh, what was your next topic? We got a message from uh, Steve the Creeper. The Creeper talked to us. Yes. Love it when he talks to us. I love it when he talks to us and, and doesn't just stare at us. I, I wish he would stare at us less, but I like it when he talks to us. Yeah, either way, we're just glad that he's here. Yeah. Um, he did want to tell us that Wait, he... Wait, he's here? He's not here, Is right? he here? He's not here, here. Mm. That's creepy. That's <laughs> There you go. Uh, he got his bullpup stock in for his SKS. It was uh, that SG Works SKS oh, bullpup yeah, yeah, yeah. stock conversion. I remember now that you said it. Yeah, <laughs> he's saying that he really enjoys it. He actually sent us some. He sent us some pictures of it. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna post that. He says he really uh, seems to enjoy it. If I remember from what I read before you went on vacation is when he wrote us. Uh, he says got it all put together, and um, but still needs to work on that trigger adjustment, which is a little bit strange. So he's going to take. Oh right. Yeah, he's going to take his tools with him uh, to the gun range this time instead of uh, having to try to go home and work on it. Uh, that's probably much smarterish. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, well, I imagine getting that bullpup trigger, you know mechanism just right is a bit of a yeah and it says that you actually challenge. have to make a few little adjustments to it yeah once yeah. You, you know it says to actually make the adjustments on the range that makes sense um he also uh gave us a really good tip on those colt m422 carbines uh -huh. he says he found a video on youtube and adjusted the bolt tension spring okay. as instructed I've and heard of now that. it shoots remington thunderbolt and subsonic rounds without an issue oh that's good enough before the adjustment it only liked cci mini mags which is obviously extremely right. hot stinger which is uh, pretty hot, and then that Remington Viper ammo. Right. Um, and he says, now if I could just find some other rounds to test. Uh, no, no, Steve. I'm, if that's in you insinuating we should eat, we should send you some. Wait. I'm, I'm going to say no. Well, we'll send him around. Oh, Scott will send you around. Just one. Just one though. Which one would he like? I've got some mini mags. I've got some green no, he tag. Says, he says he's got that. He needs other oh. ones. Did you listen to his list? Oh, I have some arm score. It probably won't go bang. So, by the way, stay away from arm score twenty two. It's awful. Okay. It wouldn't run in anything I own, even my Marlin, which runs everything. So yeah, don't don't know. We'd uh, and I also like to welcome back Jason. Jason. Yeah, he had to, he he fell into the he fell victim to the iTunes um, XML <gasps> oh, issue. Oh yeah, you told uh, me about that. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. I called you on the phone about his his uh, yeah. message actually. Uh, he he's back. He uh, he listened to I believe it was ten ten episodes. Ten episodes in one. No, not Bunch? in one. No. Oh, I was no. gonna say no. The dude's dead then. Like forty eight right? hours, I think. Oh. No, he, he listened to it over that's, that's the span rough. of a few days. He probably oh, uh, got a few laughs, uh, laughs out of it at work. Um, I but, hope so. But anyway, we'd like to welcome him, welcome him back. Yeah. And if you know if you know anyone that says that it's not working for them, then just uh, you know unsubscribe from us and resubscribe to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you know somebody or if you're listening to this and it's not working for you, wait, no, that 
No, they can't hear this if it's not working. Scott, you're wasting people's time that can hear us. <laughs> oh, so so if you're on Stitcher and your iTunes isn't working, do that. This is one of the reasons why it's important to like us on Facebook because we're we're able to con- you know get messages out to everyone and people don't think that we just disappeared off the face of the earth. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah, we're looking at possibly getting in one of those Surefire Ultra 300s. The oh, the X three hundred Ultra, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's supposed to be really bright. Get one of those in to test. We could test the ins by X three hundred, which is a really nice light. Yeah, I and, like the TLR better. And a few, honestly. a few other ones. Well, we had yeah. we, we need to get our hands on this one, I think. And, yeah, yeah. And kind of give it a, a good. We can give over. it a we can give it a review. That'd be good, right? Maybe yeah. we'll give that one to you to write up. Yeah. So, uh, also working on getting a store up and running so that the shirts can be purchased yeah. instead of just given away. Oh, we're going to sell them? That's a good idea. Yeah, we're going to sell them. Uh, 15 bucks a shirt. Wait. It was higher than that when we talked about this last time. We it's, haven't talked about this. It's If it, you're going to lower the price that drastically, I think we need to have a meeting. Yeah, we did go from 1000 to $15. <laughs> now, we're not going to be able to afford stickers listen, with the shirt. Listen, Scott. The shirts are $15. The shipping oh. is $985. <laughs> okay. It's sorry. like eBay. Yeah. No, I'm in. <laughs> It's like a it's like a fifteen dollar TV on eBay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am in. All right, good so, deal. Uh, we're gonna be working on trying to get. I, I think we're gonna try to get just a PayPal store up and running. Yeah, uh, like internal like PayPal, PayPal store. Should we do Yahoo? Would that be easier? You can set one up, sure. <laughs> Scott, that is Did all you. Just you put that on me. So now, everyone, but if the website's on your server, you have to do it. Not if you do a Yahoo store. <sighs> it's all hosted on Yahoo. Oh, that's right. Yahoo. Yahoo. That should be easy. Wait a second. What are you doing? Yeah. You the... Oh, you're playing with the dip switches. I knew you were messing with something. So anyway. Why did you do that? Why did you put me in the box? We don't do the box anymore. Oh, sorry. Why did you put me in the cylinder? No? Nothing? <laughs> Next. <laughs> So our wanted, next viewer email. So Scott, <laughs> while he was away, had a had an interesting time. Uh, it was very interesting. Yes. yes. It, so this is kind of on the fun side of things because you know the he said he, he said he was working half the time. Yes, I worked the first week and then not sleeping. And or, slept on a cot. Yes. Which, by the way, you think it'd be okay, but I think I'm getting to the age where I am completely uncomfortable doing that, especially a week at a time. I don't like that. That one time you got extremely hammered and passed out my lazy boy. You seem to oh, sleep like a baby. Yeah, no, that's a lazy boy. I, <laughs> I take a lazy boy over a cot any day of the week. Okay. Um, so what happened? <sighs> what? When? Which time? The I, cot? I don't know. Like, no, all these pictures you kept, you kept sending and stuff, it looked like you were in Hawaii. I only sent you a picture of me holding an out-of-order sign by a washing machine. No, you look like you were in Hawaii. Can I tell that story? So yeah, tell tell that's, that story. That's not a good story. Let me tell that one. Tell that. All right. So one of the details my class was given, my FSC was given, was to go down and clean up the laundry uh, after, you know, for final cleanup. You know, we were leaving the next day, so you got to go make sure everything's clean and pretty and ship shape for you Navy types. Um, so I go down to the laundry and 
you know, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to do a load of laundry while I'm cleaning the laundry, you know, thinking I'm a genius. Well, everyone else had the same idea that they would do a load of laundry at the same time. So there's lines there. There's washing machines. I clean the laundry and I'm looking – I've been looking at this laundry and it has a one of those magnetic stickers that says out of order on it. And I'm like, you know – I've worked on a few washing machines and I used to be a plumber in the military. Maybe it's not broken, broken. Maybe it's just something simple. So I uh, open up the thing and I run it, you know, do a test run. It seems to fill, seems to drain, seems to agitate. You can't ask much more for a washing machine. I think I might know where this is going. So I put my clothes in it. (laughs) I cut in line in front of everybody, put my clothes in it put my soap in it, ran it, and left the sign on it saying it was out of order. But somebody noticed and had me hold up the sign. And, and Which is what whoever actually did that, who's never wanted to wait in line. I'm sure I'm sure that the guys that are on that base 24-7. Yeah. Oh, they, they don't wash their laundry there. The oh, people that don't. are stationed there don't use that laundry. Just, oh. us, just us people who are there for the school and have to live in the tents for the week huh. on cots hmm. and eat MREs. Yeah, that's a good story, but the the Hawaii shirt one was a little bit better, a little more classy. Yeah, we for some reason our leadership decided that uh, we needed to wear Hawaiian shirts if we wanted to drink after duty hours, partake in libations. That's exactly how it was worded. If we wanted to partake in festivities, we had to be wearing either a smoking jacket or a Hawaiian shirt. Now, uh, the problem being that, one, you can't find a smoking jacket, and two, no one knows what that is. So it was Hawaiian shirts uh, were the uniform of the day after duty hours. So, yeah, there was a lot of pictures of us in Hawaiian shirts because there was nothing else to do but drink. So what happens, Literally, there was what happens nothing when Scott do. drinks and is in a Hawaii T-shirt and is told that – the only attire that has to be worn is a Hawaiian T-shirt for the first, and, and then they come back and they say, "Oh, and some some lower." Yeah, that was one of the things they told us. They said you must be wearing a Hawaiian T-shirt, and so somebody said, "Just a Hawaiian T-shirt," and they, and they and they immediately thought better of that rule, and said, "No, no, you must be wearing some sort of pants covering." And I thought to myself, "Well, that's leaving it open to you know a pair of tidy whiteies or worse." I don't know if I wear worse. <laughs> is there worse? Yeah. Oh, there's worse. Oh. You've never been to a beach in Europe, have you? Uh, well, I just... Have you seen a European at the beach? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So uh, there is worse. Uh, but, but you know, I, for me, the worst would be... throwing water on you so fast. <laughs> He's a whale. Get him back in the water. How did he get a blue whale? No, here? they would think you were on fire, but go ahead. So... Yeah, so you know, so the rules were you had to be wearing some sort of pants covering and a Hawaiian shirt. So, to be what drinking. kind of pants covering did you decide to wear? Well, I usually either wore pants or shorts. Or? No, usually <laughs> it was pants or shorts. Well, you said usually, but it sounds like you're leaving that open. So sometimes I, I, you wore. I kept thinking about the rule being that you had to wear a Hawaiian shirt and and some sort of covering. And I kept thinking to myself, if I had enough beers in me or uh, single malt scotch, that I might be tempted to wear just my underwear and a Hawaiian shirt. But I didn't work up the courage till the last day. Till the last day. Till the last so wait day. a second. So the last day you're sitting there drinking with everyone. We had a big male party. Male and female. See, I thought I was going to be okay. Male because and female. I put up the scotch. Yes, male and female. I put up the scotch and... <laughs> I 
said, you know what, I'm just going to drink my beers, and I had like six beers left. And we couldn't go to the store or anything. We, could, we were stuck on base. That's why there was nothing else to do but drink. Okay. So I said, you know, I'm not going to drink. I'm gonna, I have my beers, I Shiner Bach, which I enjoy. And I had like six or seven of those. I said, I'm going to drink my seven beers, eat my steak, you know, and call it a night. You know, I, wanna, I don't want to party too hard. And, you know, lots of beers were bought, you know, for general use. But, you know, they were Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, which I don't like to drink. Anyway. And then someone bought a case of Shinerbach and put it in the community bucket. So I drank my seven beers, and I proceeded to drink a lot of beers. So, yeah, what happened was <laughs> I decided that, you know, I've had enough beers, and it would be a good idea to take my pants off and sit here in my underwear. So how long did so you So I removed my shorts, I folded them nicely, and I hung them over my chair. Now, this is, this is later Wait, at night. Wait, did you do this while you were seated? I, well, I stood up, I took my shorts off, I folded them nicely, and I threw them over the back of the chair, and I sat back down. Okay. So it really was between – some people noticed immediately and went, ha, 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 the people sitting directly around me. And it really was a good 20, 30 minutes before anybody really noticed and said, oh, my God, he's not wearing pants. <laughs> Are you sure it was that calm? Yeah, yeah. It was like, dude, that dude's not wearing pants. It was uh, – it was uh, it was interesting. So it's a much better experience than when you normally take your pants off. <laughs> wow. No. No, it wasn't. No. We played music, took some f- photos, some group photos of everybody drinking. So there's photos of me out there without any pants on, but I don't know where they're at. I haven't been privy to their viewing. Um, but yeah, so we took group photos. I got up went to the bathroom a couple of times, freaked some people out. But yeah, I was there in my drawers. Yeah. 